Welcome to the first episode of The Illumination with your hostess, Stephanie. Today's episode is brought to you by Sacred Earth Essentials, Vermont's Herb Shop, and Wild Wellness. Thank you for being here, where we help to nourish and cultivate your illumination through conversations about nature, consciousness, and world wild peace. Thank you for being here. Today, we're going to talk about what is illumination and how does that relate to nature? If you hear an animal walking around, please excuse my dog Yoda. He loves to accompany me during uh, many of my activities. So, illumination. What is illumination? And what is the root of that word, illumination? So, when we are discussing the concept of illumination, the first thing that comes to mind for me is the process of illuminating, of bringing light to something. In the 14th century, the word illumination was often used to describe a spiritual enlightenment process. And there are many words in multiple different languages that have a similar pronunciation and understanding of the word illumination. The word luke, meaning light or brightness, can also be part of the act of lighting something up. So in the spiritual sense, in the sense of consciousness, when we think of enlightening or becoming enlightened, it is an idea, a concept of being able to see something, not necessarily physically um, or only physically, but also being able to see, to understand something in a new way, in a new light, in our own consciousness that may help us in our own personal health journey as well as in our interrelationships with other people and the world around us. And so how does nature tie into that? Well, for thousands and thousands of years, humans have experienced heightened states of illumination, of enlightenment, of raising their consciousness, their awareness, and intimate understanding with themselves and the nature of the world around them through nature, through plants, through consuming different types of plants, as well as through spending time in nature. And for me personally, I have experienced some of my most enlightening, illuminating moments through nature and my relationship with nature and study of nature, which we all are nature. So from this book I have here, Everyday Herbs and Spiritual Life, a guide to many practices written and illustrated by Michael J. Caduto, author of Keepers of the Earth, one of my favorite books. I have been studying herbalism and psychology 
and the synergistic relationship between nature and consciousness for many years. And it is only now, through the process of my own personal illumination, am I ready to begin to share more of these experiences and knowledge with you both through my own voice as well as through collaborating with many other people in the plant communities and industries throughout the world. So we have a really special lineup of interviews on their way to you from, from many members of both the spiritual community as well as the herbal nature and scientific community. <clears throat> so I'm really excited to bring this to you, Illumination, and to see how it grows. So from this book, I'm going to read to you briefly an excerpt and discuss the historical use of plants, uh, especially flowers, including cannabis, in the process of illumination and spiritual enlightenment and that how these experiences have shaped the world that we live in in many cultures around the world whether that be in modern day America in Europe in Egypt in Mayan culture all throughout the world in Asia in Tibet there is in Saudi Arabia, there is a rich history in Armenia of people having very deep transformative relationships with nature. And over the past, you know, 100 years or so, it appears that as a species, we have, we have become disconnected and um, from our roots as beings of this earth, of our interrelatedness. And one can apply a selfish altruism to this if they like, and believe that by caring for others around you, you are simultaneously honoring, respecting, and caring for yourself. So even Hildegard de Bingen discussed her relationship with nature and how it helped her in her path for spiritual enlightenment. And when we talk about illumination and enlightenment, it doesn't always have to have a heavy religious or spiritual connotation to it. As we know, there are many different scientific organizations and science-backed research that now proves in that way the medical or health benefits of practices we may have previously thought of as spiritual, such as meditation and yoga, for example, or even spending time in nature. We now have the science to prove why forest bathing is healthy and how we breathe in those terpenes from the pine plants or we breathe in the terpenes from the other foods and fruits and flowers around us and, and how that works scientifically in our brain. That mind-body-spirit connection is a beautiful thing. And one aspect that I've learned, am learning on my, my illumination journey, is that... <laughs> Each person is on their own place in that journey, and 
one of the reasons that I've studied such a wide variety of practices has been because I recognized from an early age that people have many of the same needs and wants and desires in common and that there are multiple paths to get to those places. And when we are able to understand a wide variety of practices, history, and modalities as a practitioner, we're then able to better offer options to our clients and better able to educate the world on those subjects. And then people are able to find, <clears throat> excuse me, and resonate with what works best for them. And for some, they may find very quickly what works for them and be able to have the discipline and the self-esteem to stick to it. And for other people, um, their way of journeying along that path may look different. And we can find very beautiful and esoteric explanations and understandings of these differences in personalities and paths um, when we apply the lens of astrology as well. So I'm thrilled. I feel absolutely ecstatic to offer this illumination station to you on your journey of evolving consciousness and cultivating worldwide peace for ourselves and others. So from Michael's book, here we go on page 38, Herb Gardens for the Spirit. Beloved Hildegard, whose monastic spirit blossomed along the Rhine during the 12th century, was part of an awakening to creation and spirit that, that radiated across the world in word and deed, song, dance, and image. At about the same time, Islamic gardens were unfurling their greenery as symbols of spiritual awakening, um, which, by the way, and please feel welcome to correct me whenever I'm wrong, but green was one of the most popular, most revered colors in Islam, and that Muhammad wore green um, to, to represent that, that deep spiritual relationship found in the earth and, and our honoring of the earth. In his groundbreaking book, Kitab al-Filaha, or the Book of Agriculture, was completed in year 1180 CE. The author, Ibn al-Awam, showed the virtues of growing plants for food and medicine and as a way of asking for God's blessing, particularly plants that are good for the human heart orange, rose, and basil, long sections of the kitab expound on the aesthetics of color and scent. Islamic gardens were often enclosed, a symbolic image of the universe, where sense and spirit intertwined. In these quiet spaces, sensory experiences enlivened the imagination. Pools of water formed the center of these worlds that revealed the depths of creation's mysteries and reflected our own place in the cosmos. Beautiful. 
So each each week in Bluminathan, I will bring to you readings from ancient and modern texts, and I will also introduce you to the world of plants people that I have had the blessing and the privilege of getting to know, as well as bringing in people from the spiritual, cannabis, and scientific community, as well as psychology and other healing practices to share with you the gifts that our beautiful world has to offer as we collectively journey together through this awakening that the world is experiencing. Oftentimes, crisis is a catalyst for change. It elicits change. And I am feeling whether it is through the recent work of Sadhguru spreading the good news and the movement about saving soil or organizations like Big Green and Millions Garden Movement or the teachers that I have revered for years like Rosemary Gladstar and new organizations that are growing from the ground up like the Ganjier Education Program. I, I recently was tapped into a free, absolutely free online training for three days with the Nature Evolutionaries One Group and Women Working for the Earth, where I was able to listen to people like my favorite renowned Winona LaDuc talk about seed saving and her work both in working for the earth saving her cultural practices and seeds, politics, standing up for human rights and earth rights and dignity and respect everywhere. Um, and the list goes on. And so I look forward to sharing these experiences and people with you all to help nourish and support the illumination of our collective consciousness and the evolution of much needed, appreciated, and enjoyably revered world wild peace. So thank you everyone for listening in on today's first and introductory episode of illumination where you can feel free to bloom and glow in all your delicious natural glory. Don't forget the earth is sacred and you are too. Go in peace and be a blessing. Bye. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna